Hello and welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Online marketing expert Lindsay Anderson, known internationally as One Click Lindsay, and her dedicated online marketing specialists at trafficandleads.com know that today's growing businesses thrive on targeted website traffic that converts into leads with just one click. Whether your business is struggling right now or your thriving business needs even more fuel for growth, you've come to the right place. So sit back and get ready to learn how to grow your business one click at a time. Please welcome your host of the Traffic and Leads podcast, One Click Lindsay. Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay, and today's guest is a sales superstar, Mr. Butch Bella. He is the owner of Dallas-based B2 Training and Development, where he works with salespeople and organizations to gain more appointments, win more business, and retain more customers. He has so much experience. Butch has written two awesome books that he's going to tell us all about when we when we get to talking about him, and he also has a really cool new business he's going to tell us about that can help us all with our small businesses. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast, Butch. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I appreciate you having me. It's my pleasure. Sure. First and foremost, can you tell us a little bit about the titles of these books that you wrote and what they're about and kind of um, how they would help the audience? Sure. The uh, first book was, uh, oh, it's probably 100 and something pages. And it was one of those things that, you know, I always said I want to write a book. And so, it took me eight years to write that book. I would I started on it. It's called The Ten Essential Habits of Sales Superstars. And it was gained over 20-plus years of experience as a salesperson, sales manager, and so forth. And uh, I'll give you the Reader's Digest condensed version. It Perfect. was one of those things that I started writing. When it got hard, I quit. And then I had heart surgery in 2009. And during recuperation, I pulled it off the shelf and worked on it again. And when I went back to work, I quit again. And at the start of 2014, my mentor, who is still my mentor to this day, he hired me into the wholesale distribution business 30 years ago. But he said, weren't you writing a book? I said, yeah. He said, you know, you ought to finish that thing. And literally, so my one of my New Year's resolutions two years ago in January 2014 I wrote down on my, my board, I will write 45 minutes a day and I'll publish my book this year. And I finished it in April. It was published in June and it was number one on Amazon's list of sales books in August of 2014. And it was just one day, but I've got a picture of it on my phone. So hey, uh, that's awesome. It was, uh, it was one of those things that it was, it was a, a bucket list. I wanted to write a book. And it was self-published, and so I used it when I speak as a back-of-the-room item, and I, I sold several of them, and it's on Amazon, and it kind of got some legs. And then a little over a year ago, out of the blue, I'm driving from a speaking engagement in San Antonio, and, and I'll never forget, I stopped for gas, and I'd gotten an email, and I'm looking at my phone while I'm pumping gas, and it's from an acquisitions editor at John Wiley & Sons that says, we would like to talk to you about writing a book. And I'm thinking, okay, which one of my buddies has figured out how to spoof an email, you know, because I've got one that would do that, I promise you. And so I just didn't do anything. But, you know, the bottom signature on the email, I just hit the, the, the phone number and I just dialed it standing there at the gas pump. And they answered and they said, yeah, we, we got your book and we've seen your social media following and we checked you out. And, you know, I've got a lot of people that follow me on Twitter and so forth. And so he said, would you be interested in writing sales management for dummies? That's awesome. And I'm, you know, 
I'm like, uh, you sure you got the right guy? You know, because this is butch. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got the right number. You know, because Tom Hopkins wrote Selling for Dummies. Zig Ziglar wrote Success for Dummies. And now Butch Bella's writing sales that management is for so dummies. Awesome. And it, and it, it was like the old Sesame Street song, you know, mm-hmm. one of these things doesn't belong. <laughs> but they they uh, had, you know, wanted me to do it. We put together a deal and it was published in uh, October of last year. And literally 30 years of uh, sales management. And it was so much fun. They've got they, they've got a great process as far as the writing. But it's funny, Lindsay, and I'll end with this, that the first book took eight years and it's about, uh, I don't know, a hundred pages or so. Uh, I had 14 weeks on this one and it's 320, 330 pages. And so it was, uh, you know, it was quite a different experience. That is so cool. That is such a good story. Let's talk. Um, let's talk a little bit about the specifics of the book. So the first one, the 10 essential habits of sales superstars, can you give me your favorite two sure. habits? Uh, first one is the first habit is make 10 new contacts a week. And, you know, we have we have let social media make us antisocial. We stand in line at Starbucks with our face in our phone and and we ignore the world around us. And when I speak and when I train and, and, and do live seminars for sales organizations, you know, I challenge people to make 10 new contacts a week. Now, I didn't say prospects because the thing that I will tell you is nobody knows what a prospect looks like. I defy you to drive down the road and tell me, yes, that's a prospect or no, that's not. And so all I want you to do is make 10 contacts. Go meet 10 new people every single week. Over a year, that's 500 people that you've added to your sphere of influence. Now, granted, Lindsay, they they are not all going to be prospects. But there's a really good chance that out of 500 human contacts, you're going to find some. So that's that's the first habit that I and – and it's all about habits. Um so, like, how would I, can you be more specific? So, are you saying go to a chamber event? Because uh, you said stay away from social. You're not talking about that. Right. Like, I'm tell talking me about what you face mean. to face. I'm talking like about. Like, literally go to Starbucks and start shaking people's hands? Um, I, and I, I hope I don't offend anybody with this, but I, I tell everybody when I speak to practice the PEG theory, P-E-G, change the places where you pee, eat, and get gas. Because <laughs> We are creatures of habit, Lindsay, and, and we go. We take the same route to work every day. We go to the same grocery store. We go to the same Starbucks. We go to the same restaurant. We stop at the same convenience store. Go someplace new and introduce yourself to people. You're talking about two people a day, and it's not that hard. Um, your listeners right now have probably been around hundreds of people already today when they're listening to this. But they didn't see them as potential contacts. They were just somebody else in the world. And just introduce yourself. When I go introduce myself to people, my name is Butch Bella with B2 Training and Development. I work with salespeople and organizations to gain more appointments, win more business, and retain more customers. What do you do? And that's not necessarily a quote-unquote elevator speech. That's just how I introduce myself. And so I, you are. I, exactly. I train people to, when you introduce yourself, tell them what you do in a way that it, how it benefits the your ultimate customer, but then turn around and say, what do you do? So I'm likely to turn around to the guy behind me in Starbucks and say that and say, what do you do? And well, I'm, I'm in the mortuary business. You know, and we may strike up a conversation. Now, that guy's probably not a prospect for me, but he may know somebody that is. And we've gotten out of that. For some reason, we've, we've expected social media and social selling to do all the work. And 
I had a conversation. You may know Bryn Tillman, who to me is a, a LinkedIn expert. And I had a conversation with Bryn here recently, and we talked about the fact that too many people think social selling is closing deals. And that's social selling is open relationships. It's never going to close a deal. You're going to have to get out and talk to people most of the time face-to-face and establish a relationship. So, yeah, I'm talking about getting out chamber events. I, I tell people, you know, you should have at least one ribbon cutting or, or networking event on your calendar every single month. But here's the thing. It's about creating good habits. And we've all heard since we were little bitty babies that it takes 21 days to establish a habit or 60 days or, you know, 40 days or whatever the, the latest, greatest, you know, MIT study tells us. And I'm here to tell you that that's garbage. Uh, I quit smoking January the 1st of 2009, a little over seven years ago. If I were to have a cigarette right now, I would have a carton before this interview was over, and then I'm going to have to lay down and let the nicotine high go away, okay? It's not going to take me 21 days to establish a habit, I promise. (laughs) You're just fine. You're already there. (laughs) It takes 21 days to establish a good habit. But Mm. here is the problem. We have bad habits that sneak up on us every single day, and they become part of what we do and who we are without us even knowing it. And before long, we are so far off track of what we know we should be doing, what we were taught to do, and what we want to do, that that we've got to take drastic action to get. And I'm so I try to tell people, establish some habits in your life. When I say make 10 new contacts a week, I don't mean go make 47 this week. Yeah, that's great. I don't care if you do. You still have to make 10 next week because I see people, and when I work with salespeople all the time, I'll see them go out and get all fired up, and they'll go out and make 30 contacts this week. Next week, they don't make any. Well, you Mm -hmm. didn't do anything because you did not create a new habit in your life. I would much rather you make 10 this week, 11 next week, 10 the next week, 12 the next week, then go make 60 one week and then take a month off because you're not establishing a habit. So that's that's one. And that's a long answer for one. But the second habit. No, that, that sounds really important and very um, uncomfortable, but I, I can totally see the power behind it. It is. Absolutely. But, but you know, and here's what I tell people is that success comes outside your comfort zone. And it's called your comfort zone because once you get outside of it, we get uncomfortable. Oh, okay. And that's what happens. So, yeah, it, unless you get uncomfortable, you're not growing. I promise you when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger walked in a gym the first time, he didn't look like he looks like today. There was some times he was uncomfortable doing what he was doing. So you've got to you've got to get uncomfortable to grow. And that's all this is, is growth. That's all your your listeners are looking for is growth and abundance. And mm-hmm. and you have to get uncomfortable to do that. If you stay within your comfort zone, I, I have a speech that I give and it's called if you're as good as you're going to be, life's as good as it's going to get. And think about that. If you're as good as you're going to be, if you've learned all you're going to learn, if you if you have the skill set that you're going to have, um, if you're as good as you're going to be, then look around you because you're living as the life you're going to live, the you know financially, physically, spiritually, whatever, emotionally, whatever it is. If you're as good as you're going to be, your life is as good as it's going to get. I really like that. If you believe that, there is no reason for anyone to ever write another book create another song, uh, write another movie, because the best has already been done. We can't top that. And that is that is a 
a crazy way of thinking. But we fall into these traps of having bad habits. And, and just to, to answer your second question, your question, the second habit, I suggest to everybody uh, that keep a top 10 list of your top 10 prospects. And it's not a wish list. It's not a going through the, you know, the phone book or whatever and say, well, I wish I could get them. Sure. This is the top. This is the 10 prospects that you have got a conversation and a relationship established with that you think should be closed. And you need to be talking to those folks every single week and asking yourself, how do I move that relationship forward? And just like the, the 10 contacts, I want you to write them down because I don't want you to get to Thursday and go, have I got seven or have I got two? You know, I want you to track it because, you know, as we've all heard, you can manage what you can measure. The same goes for your top 10 list. If you have that to where you can see it in a printed form, some people like digital. I still like it on a printed form. Uh, I, I can look at that. If I have a meeting canceled, I'll pull out my top 10 list. What, is it, what do I need to do with relationship six to move it forward? I love it. I love it. Thank you, Butch. Um, okay. So now I want to segue into okay. into a, a, a cool thing that you've done, which you were a professional stand-up comedian. Is that true? <laughs> that is absolutely true. Um, I, for 10 long years, I traveled the highways and byways. And, really? Yeah. And I, I never did it, quote, unquote, for a living. It was always, but I did it literally 35, 40 weekends a year. Every week of vacation, I was out at the clubs. And I did it from 91 to 2002 or so. And it was at a time where the comedy clubs were really in decline. The comedy boom of the 80s, where every town had a comedy, uh, full-time, week-long comedy club. And every small town had a one-nighter. And then the clubs started scaling back. And there was really an over-saturation of comedy on TV and stand-up, live stand-up on TV and so forth. And so the clubs started going to a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then they started going to a Friday, Saturday. And while the guys that were out there making a living at it, it killed them. It was great for me because I worked every club there was then. And I would literally get off work Friday evening and fly off to a comedy club, do a, a, a Friday, Saturday, fly back Sunday. Get off work selling? You were doing some sort yeah. of sales? Yeah, oh, I was wow. I was VP of sales and executive vice president for a large wholesale distributor uh, and and the owner knew what I was doing. He encouraged it. He knew that it would be great public speaking training for me and, and because I ended up speaking at industry events and so forth. But what I didn't know was it turned out to be the greatest sales training I ever had because you think when you go to a comedy club that the audience is there to laugh. Mm, that's wrong. Most of them are there with their arms crossed going, okay, fat boy, tell me one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like it's like a prospect. It's like selling. <laughs> And you've got that wall built up and you've got just a snap of the finger. You've got a split second to win them over. And it got to be where um, it was so much fun, that challenge, um, that I, I got so many selling skills out of it. it was sales scripting. But the biggest thing it taught me was, was voice inflection and how – what a powerful tool my voice was. Because with comedy, you're writing the joke. I can put the words out there. I can say, I was talking to Lindsay, and she said this, and I said this, and then she said. So I can script all of that. But the whole key to comedy is to make people think he just thought of that. 
if you've ever gone to a seen live comedian, y'all, he is so quick. Man, he is quick with it. He just thought that, no, I've been doing that same line 47 <laughs> nights, and I'm going to do it tomorrow night in Des Moines. But the way I sell it to you is to make you think I just thought of it. And you do that with controlling your voice. And you can, people think that they get their point across by raising their voice. But there's so much more power when you drop your voice down. And I learned that in sales that I could say, Mr. Prospect, you've told me this would solve your problems. And we both know you really don't want to go back to how it was before. I think we need to shake hands and put this together, don't you? And it just, wow. I, I, I learned to really use That my was book. awesome. Yeah. And so yeah. It, that was, I, I kid you not, it was the greatest sales training, Lindsay. I, if I could send every young salesperson out on the road to do a month or two worth of comedy, they would come back uh, so much phenomenally better. better sales. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a really good story. It was a blast. And, and, and I told somebody the other day, if I didn't have to deal with, with uh, a room full of drunks every night, I would have probably still been doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so now I get to do, I, I get to speak and, and do public speaking and training and I don't have to deal with the drunks. So I get the best of both worlds. Um, do you put some comedy into your public speaking? I'm sure you do. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, for, you know, when I first started, it's funny you asked that when I first started, I was really hesitant to because I didn't want people to say, oh, well, gosh, it's just Butch being the funny guy again. Mm. And I had people come up to me after I'd speak and go, man, I thought you was going to be funnier. And I said, well, yeah, (laughs) I intentionally intentionally didn't put any comedy in. They said, oh, you were too serious for me. And so I started, you know, putting some, you know, one-liners in or being lighter about certain subjects and things like that. And just like the peg theory, P.E. can get gas. You know, not every speaker would, could pull that off. But when I speak, the, people get a kick out of it because we've established that rapport to where – and obviously I don't use any profanity or anything when I speak, but people see it as it holds their attention and I think they get more out of the session – because I'm not up there just a monotone guy droning on and on. Yeah, and they're having fun, right? So oh, they're having a blast. Well, I hope they're having a blast. <laughs> I am right now, so that, I can that's, see. That's the goal, yeah. So. <laughs> okay, well, let's now talk about your new business venture called MyBizCoach.biz, where you're, you're expanding outside of your, of your selling and you're doing total business coaching. Is that true? Is that right? Absolutely. We're, we're, we're a... a Business partner and I, David Specht, I've known for many, many years. David's in the uh, newspaper industry, and, and he's done some online things as well, has a Biz Tools podcast uh, of his own and does things like that. And uh, we got together and put mybizcoach.biz together because he had a lot of content uh, on leadership and entrepreneurship and and how millennials should work with my generation in an office. And while mine tended to, to focus mainly on sales, we said, you know, there's there's a greater audience we can serve out here through entrepreneurs and small businesses that we they think they're sitting in their office going, man, I hate to ask you about this because I'm the only guy facing this problem. I don't know. I don't know how to go hire this manager. I don't know how to go fire this guy or I don't know how to solve this problem and get these people to quit fighting around here or whatever. And it's not, you're not the only person doing that. You're not the only person experiencing that. I don't care if you're a, a solopreneur that has designs on one day having a huge organization, if you've got a team of three people or 300 people. 
uh, at mybizcoach.biz, we've got you know uh, just a variety of courses. Uh, we're starting a, a mastermind group soon. Um, uh, that that will we're starting one on sales. It's called Destination Forward, and we'll have we're we're going to have two of them: one for experienced salespeople or sales managers, and one for people that are fairly new because. I'm in two mastermind groups myself. I don't know if you've ever had Aaron Walker on your show from View from the Top. Um, I haven't, but I've been on his show. So oh, you've been on his show. I, yeah. I love the and I'm I'm in one of his mastermind groups, and it oh it is it's the highlight of my week, and it just so I, I get so much out of mastermind groups that I wanted to do something for salespeople because salespeople tend to think I'm the only person going through that. You know, yes, I'm down today. No, I can't keep a smile on my face. No, I'm not up all the time, but everybody expects me to be. Hey, you're human. You know, you're having the same emotions that everybody else is having, but they're hiding it too. Okay. So, I mean, let you just get that out in the open, you know. So, do you think, so now you're running this total business coaching thing, but you've right. come from sales. Do you think sales, would you classify sales as like the number one most important business thing? Well, I'm going to step on some toes. Thing's a horrible word, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're going yeah, to have me step on some toes. Uh, in the book, Sales Management for Dummies, uh, and I would say that book is is applicable to people that are not in sales management, but because there's a lot of good management philosophies in there. I will tell you this. Uh, I, I was part of a team that grew a business from $35 million a year in sales to a quarter of a billion a year in sales over about a 12 or 14-year period. And the one thing that I found is sales is the only department in the company that contributes to revenue. Everything else is an expense. So if you don't have your sales force pointed in the right direction, I don't care how much you cut in other departments, you will never save your way to profitability. You can, Hmm. well, you can, you can save your way out of business. I mean, I, you, you got a guy that's spending $40,000 a month on expenses. I can save him $40,000 a month. We'll just shut the thing down. But that's not what he wants me to do. He wants to make money. Too many people look at a business and say, okay, how can we save here? How can we save? No, you need to start looking at how can we generate more revenue. And obviously that starts with the sales department. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And it's, it's one of, it's like a very difficult, it's one of the more difficult things in business too for most people, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And it's only because they think that they can't do it. They, and I've had so many people that I've, I've coached and trained that's, that they get done. They say, I, I'm just not, I, you know, and they'll go through and they come out on the other end and they're just rocking. They say, well, I'm not a salesman. You know, you're a, a natural. But I'm not selling. I'm just helping people. Well, what do you think sales is? Mm-hmm. You know, it's too many people, as Zig Ziglar used to say, think sales is something you do to someone rather than for someone. And what what I try to show them is that, and I don't want to get too far out in the weeds here, it, it kills me sometimes to hear supposedly really, really good sales trainers beat this needs analysis into everybody's head. I don't care if you're in sales or not. You've heard somebody say, well, we need to do a needs analysis. I got news for you. People don't buy what they need. They buy what they want. So true. And sometimes they don't know. They don't know that what they want is what they need. And I'll give you a great example very briefly. And I mentioned earlier, I had triple bypass heart surgery in 2009. Now, if you would have asked me on May 18th, Butch, how would you like triple bypass open heart surgery? We have got it on sale. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's on deal this week. We got we're, we the this week only. You know, I would have told you I don't want it. I don't need it. I can't afford it. That's what every salesperson hears every every day. No want, no need, no afford, no money, no time. Get out and whatever. But on May nineteenth, when they came to me and they said, "Hey, buddy, you got a seventy two eighties and a ninety percent blockage." I'm all in. I don't care if it's I on sale. My tune. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 my cards are all on the table. And now here's the thing. Not only did I want it, need it, found a way to afford it, I wanted an expert doing it. So what changed between May 18th and 19th? I will tell you that my heart did not get worse. My finances did not get better. The only thing that changed was the information available to me. Somebody came along and showed me my blockage and converted a need to a want. I needed that heart surgery six months to a year before I had it, if not longer. But I didn't get it until I wanted it. I had to have someone show me my quote unquote blockage and create that want. So what I train salespeople to do and businesses to do is find your customer's blockage. And I don't care what you, what business you're in. I, you know, you're, every one of your listeners has customers who have blockage. And you have to be the expert that finds it. And once you become that expert that finds it, they will gladly pay you to fix it. But until until then, all they have is this quote-unquote need. And guess what? They may not even know it. You can do all the needs analysis you want. But until you convert that need to a want, you're never going to make the sale. Love it. That is so powerful. And what a, an excellent analogy. I love it. I actually came up with that on a treadmill in cardiac rehab, believe it or not. I'm si- Oh, really? I'm six weeks out of heart surgery. And I'm thinking, how can I use this to my benefit? And I literally... Came up with that in cardiac rehab. It was awesome. That was awesome. Okay, Butch, I have five minutes. I want to ask okay. you. Right. I want to ask you about your. So we've talked a lot about um, going and shaking hands, and it's become a social selling world. Um, right. But I do know you have quite a Twitter following, so you must be doing right. some social selling. So here you are. You started mybizcoach.biz. What's your game plan? Are you just gonna go? Uh, peg people differently, or are you going to do some social selling? Are you going to do a mix? What is your marketing plan? A mix of both. Obviously, when I speak, we have information that we pass out that drives people to the website. Um, Your listeners, if they go to mybizcoach.biz slash traffic and leads, just spell it all out. Uh, they can download a free copy of my book, The Ten Essential Habits of Sales Superstars, Ooh. Uh, just for just for listening to your show. That's so awesome. So mybizcoach.biz slash or backslash traffic and leads, and then get a free copy. Now, obviously, they're going to go into a, a marketing funnel for, for doing that. And so, yeah, there's there's ways that we're creating that. And so I think you always have to be asking yourself, how am I getting people into my funnel or onto my wheel? It's quit worrying about selling something and start thinking of customer acquisition. Don't make sales a one-time event. Make it a lifetime relationship. Love it. Love it. All right, Butch. So one more time, tell us how to contact okay. you, um, sure. where to follow you, and, and find out more about you. You can go to mybizcoach.biz, M-Y-B-I-Z, coach.biz. Uh, I'm on Twitter, mybizcoachbutch. You can follow me there. Uh, you can email me, butch, at mybizcoach.biz. 
Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Butch Bella, B-E-L-L-A-H. Uh, and you can, uh, at you, when, when you get to mybizcoach.biz, you can see the podcast, the training, the events, the blogs, all that kind of stuff. I've got hundreds of blogs up there. We've got a lot of uh, free content and the courses. And I would love for your any of your uh, listeners that would like to, to uh, you can click on the Sales Superstar Mastermind uh, deal there and get an application for that. We'll be starting another one soon. Uh, but those are going to be just great ways for people to uh, come together. And as as Napoleon Hill said, when two minds come together, they literally do form a third master mind. And just you and I talking today, Lindsay, we're, we're, we're not even in the same state, but there's things that you have said to me or I've said to you that I think both of us will take away from this and grow from. And I want to create those opportunities for people every single week to share in an information in a mastermind group. Love it. Well, thanks again for coming on the show, Butch. Lindsay, thank you so much for having me. It has been an absolute pleasure. And if I can ever help your your listeners or, or anybody in the audience, just uh, obviously email me. All righty. Well, there you have it, folks. That was another killer episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Until next time, I'm One Click Lindsay uh, from TrafficandLeads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.